Welcome to the Save Your Marriage podcast, dedicated to all the men and women out there who are going through marital problems and want to save their marriages. Here, we give you tools, perspectives, and insight into how to save your marriage and have a thriving marriage. This podcast is sponsored by The Fortified Spouse. And now, here's your host, Arturo Henriquez. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode. Thank you very much for listening. I just want to invite all the men and women out there to book a private, complimentary call with me. We will talk about your particular situation in private and give you lots of guidance and put you on the path to restoring and saving your marriage. Just go to www.fortifiedspouse.com forward slash call. That's C-A-L-L. Now, what I've really tried to do in the past 10, 20, 30 years is really become a scientist in everything I do. I like to understand the evidence and the hard facts about how things happen in terms of human relationships, not just in the in the marriage or relationship sector, but also in the business sector. I, I like to understand how one person gets incentivized. One person gets excited. One person gets thrilled while other people would given the same situations have a totally different reaction. They get scared. They get anxious. They get distraught when they're faced with the same types of situations. So I like to understand how our beliefs, how our thoughts, how our emotions, how our actions all are intertwined from a scientific point of view. Right. And I like to understand the science behind marriages and how marriages get into trouble and what goes into rebuilding a relationship. Now, of course, I'm not the only one who takes a more scientific approach, a more let's test it approach to studying marriage or studying anything that has to do with human relationships. In the relationship and marriage spectrum, there's a pioneer, there's someone that's very well renowned. His name is John Gottman. It's the person you've probably seen on TV and many other media outlets throughout the years. He's actually done research to watch people, observational research. You know, that's where he started in a love lab out in California. And there he sat down and watched couples. And as they went through a weekend of time apart, just watching how they interacted, and he began to notice some different pieces. His research has shown that there is a way of understanding what happens to people physiologically. And through his research, he can predict whether a marriage is going to get in trouble or not. And he's also added the observation from a biological place. And here's a little secret. You know, we've been talking a lot on this podcast about connection. And what John Gottman's science shows is that it really is about what type of connection you bring into the relationship, how you are in the relationship. So let's talk some about what John has discovered in his research for couples. And so what John Gottman did is he got some couples together and he watched them and observed them and watched their physiological response. And then he came back together with them a number of years later, six years later, to see who stayed together and who you know fell apart. 90 to 94% accuracy. He predicted which of the couples would survive and which would not. And he created two different groups of them. He called one group the masters and the other group the disasters. 
And when you looked at the masters and the disasters, the defining piece of this was what happened with the physiological arousal of the couple. Now, I'm not talking about are they aroused, like are they interested in sex, but I'm talking about is the body in a real state where it's actually in fight or flight mode. What he noticed in these couples who spend more time in a heightened physiological response and heightened place of flight or fight mode were less likely to be successful in keeping their marriage together. Now, here's the other thing he discovered. These were not physiologically gifted people. It's not like their bodies naturally handle stress better than others. It's not like they had some secret to what happens and how they maintain their lower level of that fight or flight response. Instead, they were doing some things a little bit differently. And when they brought these things in differently into the relationship, it created a different physiological response in the other person, in their spouse. So what he noticed is that in couples who, well, you know, in all couples, everybody would create what he called bids. They do a bid for attention, a bid for connection. And so it might be an observation of something. And I'll give you an example for my own personal life. Now, my wife is not business oriented. She doesn't like business. She doesn't get engaged in business. And I am very business oriented. And one time we were sitting on the couch and I was telling my wife about a business situation that I had in one of my companies. And she was listening attentively. She was engaging with wondering with me and was curious about it. Now, she, again, she has no desire to be part of the business. She doesn't really have a business capabilities or any desire to even you know grow them. But she was interested because it was of interest to me. And so what that looks like in John Gottman's research, it's a question of whether couples turn towards each other, turn towards the bid, or turn away from the bid. In other words, do they show interest in that? Do they pick up on it and they pursue it, or do they give minimal response or even no response or even a hostile response? So if we're walking along and I'm talking about my business and I'm going, hey, you know, it was really interesting. I kind of looked at, you know, how we manage this financial situation and I told her I thought it was very interesting and she said, you know what, that is very interesting, but she might have said, hey, you know what, we've got to take the garbage out when we get home. Or she might have said, I'm so tired of you talking about your, your business. You see, in one of those responses, there is interest, right? There's a leaning towards, there's acceptance of the bid. The other would have been about no response or minimal response or even a hostile response. So what John Gottman noticed in the research is that couples who divorced, who were divorced at the end of that six-year period, turned towards each other 33% of the time a little over three times out of 10, they turn towards each other. Those who stayed together, who were still together after those six years, turn towards each other 87% of the time, or about nine out of 10 times, they turn towards each other. So notice there are different ratios. You know, about a third of the time, troubled relationships, they turn interest towards each other only a third of the time. But about 90% of the time, our stable relationships, they turn towards each other. Now, this is really about what the spirit that someone brings into the relationship is. Is it about kindness and generosity, which is all about connection, 
or is it about hostility of apathy and disinterest, which is really about disconnection? You see, when you turn towards someone, you're showing kindness and generosity. It may not be that you're all that interested in what your spouse's hobbies are or what happened at the office or what happened at home or you know what's going on at the grocery store, but that doesn't mean you can't choose to turn towards your spouse. My wife is not going to sit there and process with me looking at all the financial aspects or business aspects of the businesses that I have. But when I bring it up, she's able to respond in interest because it's of interest to me, in interest because it's of importance to me. That's about a spirit of kindness and generosity and willing to be a part of the other person's life rather than being hostile or apathetic or even disinterested, which leads to further disconnection. So I want you to kind of notice that. That even in couples who divorce, they still turn towards each other. You know, each other some of the time, a third of the time, they turn towards each other. But a third of the time is not enough to lead to that sense of feeling connection with somebody else, as opposed to 90% of the time. Now, notice even in the couples that stay together, it wasn't 100% of the time. Out of nine times, there was one time when someone didn't. And that's just on average. It might have been one, two, maybe three times that they did, but they beat the 50%. And they probably were you know, more beating the 75% of the time that they chose to turn towards their spouse. Which brings up this question about kindness. Is kindness a skill or a trait? Some people may say that you know that person is just always kind and polite. And it cannot be any, you know, casualty. It's just a personality trait, right? But I think what we're talking about here, I think it's a skill that can be learned. It's about being attuned to the spouse and looking for opportunities of support and opportunities of showing interest, even if it's not of interest to you. And this is a very crucial point. I hear a couple after couple after couple telling me, you know, why should I be interested in that? Because I have no interest in their triathlon, their marathon, their bowling, their pool tournament, you know, their, you know, fill in the blank. I have no interest in that. And my response is, if your spouse is interested, be interested in your spouse's interest. At least support that your spouse is about that. Don't take it on as jealousy or resentment. Take it on as, you know, it's kind of interesting that my spouse is developing this and has these pursuits and interests that we don't share together, that I can kind of live a joy of my spouse vicariously through my spouse. And that's a skill that can be learned. We can always be looking for places of providing that connection with our spouse, of turning towards our spouse. I love that image of turning towards a spouse. So, you know, you imagine yourself sitting on a couch and your spouse brings up something and you turn towards your spouse to pay attention. And imagine in a different scenario, your, your spouse brings something up and you turn away from your spouse, either by just ignoring it or by talking over or being hostile about it. You know, I can't believe you spend your time on that kind of thing would be a hostile turn away. But sometimes we just turn away by ignoring, you know, by continuing to play on our, on our phone or text someone or on our iPad or, you know, keep listening to the TV. 
And those are opportunities to turn towards your spouse, to connect. A different way to turn to a spouse because what you notice is you actually have a choice about those turn towards and turn away. And this is not based on whether your spouse turns towards you. It's whether you choose to turn towards your spouse. Suddenly you have an opportunity of bridging some of that disconnection by taking on that skill. Because here's the reality of it. The more the connection is between you, the more that kindness grows between both of you. The more you will turn away, the more the hostility grows. The more apathy and the disinterest you know, will grow, the more it multiplies between you. And so your choice is to say, you know what? I'm going to turn towards my spouse. I'm going to figure out how to turn towards my spouse more often and try to get to that place where I'm really hitting that 85 to 90% of the time. You're not going to be perfect at it, but don't go for perfect. Go for always improving. Remember, even the couples that were together and happy were not 100% of the time turning towards each other. Sometimes it's just that things get in the way. You know, you may be, you know, deep in your hands and elbows cooking, or you may be, you know, very intently concentrated on something that's got to do with business, right? And your spouse comes in and you can't attend to them. But you could say, you know what, as soon as I have this under control, I would love to hear about that instead of being hostile, you know, and saying, can't you see what I'm doing? I'm, I'm busy right now. Go away. You know, we can say, hey, you know what? I'm really busy now. Or can you give me a hand? And then I would love to hear about it. You know, we have some options in how we turn towards a spouse, even in the midst of busyness. Now, you know, these disagreements can also be done in kindness. I've had people, I've talked about this, you know, with people, you know, when they're fighting, how is it possible for me to be kind, they say. And my response is, there's a difference between being nice and being kind, being nice, maybe choosing to be outside of disagreements, of avoiding a disagreement, even when you might have it. But kindness is a decision. Instead of attacking the other person in response to the hostility to explain the hurt, instead of going after the other person to decide to say, this is why it's bothering me now in a calm tone, a voice. Again, this isn't going to control 100% of the disagreement. Sometimes we can't control what our spouse does, but we do have a choice on whether we're going to be called in the fight or flight response, whether we're going to attack in kind, or whether we choose to go with a reminder that it's about the hurt, that the only thing that solves a disagreement is when we get down to the hurt. The anger is that outward expression. And as long as we respond, to the anger, and we react with anger, we're only going to multiply it. But when we respond to that spouse's anger as hurt or share our own hurt, we have a new possibility of engagement, of connection, even in the midst of a fight, a disagreement. That's another way of turning toward a spouse when the spouse is feeling hurt or angry. Now, there are a lot of ways we can turn towards our spouse, and I want to talk about four different ones. You know, one that helps is to assume the best, and another one, always assume non-malicious intent is coming from a spouse, and that kind of helps. But what happens when a spouse brings something to you? What do you do with it? 
right? Let's go with the celebrating part, right? The looking at the good stuff that might have happened. For instance, what if your spouse comes in and says, hey, guess what? I got a raise today. I got a promotion today. Well, there are four different responses that can come from that. You could uh, be actively constructive or passively constructive or actively destructive or passively destructive. The only one that seems to make a difference in relationships is actively constructive. So let's talk about the other three first. First, you might be passive constructive, where you say, oh, well, that's great. Good for you. And that's it. That's passive constructive. It's quiet and it's understated, but it's supportive. So, you know, you didn't make fun of them or you didn't derail them or anything like that. So you might say, oh, yeah, fine, good. I'm glad you did. I'm sure it'll help us pay the bills. Again, that could be passive constructive. Then there's the active destructive. Active destructive is when you say, you know, probably you got that because your boss really likes you above the rest, but really you don't deserve it. There are other people in your office who have been there longer, right? Or, you know, you might say, you know, what's it going to mean with our family life? Going to, is it going to mean more nights that you're away from work, more hours that you're out? This is just not going to help. All those things are actively destructive. It's actually demeaning the event. Now, you can also be passively destructive. That's when your spouse says, I can't believe it. I got this race. I got this promotion. And you say, well, let me tell you what happened to me today. As if what happened to them had no significance whatsoever. So what's the active constructive? Active constructive is choosing to say, wow, good for you. I'm so proud of you. I think that this is so incredible that you did that. You've worked so hard for this, and I know it might take some extra effort, but I'm here to support you, and we're going to be able to move forward because of this. I'm proud of you. That's active constructive. Now, think back on the times when you might not have responded the way you want to and kind of rewrite that in your head and see if you can come up with a way that you would rather have said it. Because when we do that active constructive, again, it's about turning towards the spouse and picking up on what's important to them and not destroying what's important to them or ignoring what's important to them, but being a master of the situation, not a disaster. When we get into that disaster mode, it's when we're always kind of on that adrenaline place. When we're masters of it, it's because we've extended kindness and we've extended love towards the other person. And we've extended connection towards that other person. And that builds connection over time. And if that happens, marriages would never need to be saved because they are doing amazing. Thank you for listening. Now, I want to introduce you to the Fortified Spouse Program that has helped thousands of women and men just like you save their marriages with an 85% success rate. It is based on four fundamental pillars. One, gain the tools to reconnect with your spouse. Two, understand the differences between men and women so we can appreciate and be more empathetic with our spouse. 
Three, learn how to gain inner confidence so we are no longer codependent on our spouse. And four, deal with our insecurities and triggers so we are more emotionally in control and not as easily triggered. If you're interested in learning more about these tools to immediately stabilize the marriage and postpone and delay the divorce or separation or win your spouse back from an affair, then go to www.fortifiedspouse.com and enroll in the program. It is going to change your life. It is going to make you the best version of you, and it has the highest probability of saving your marriage. You have been listening to the Save Your Marriage podcast for men and women. For further information, visit The Fortified Spouse at www.fortifiedspouse.com. Thank you. Thank you.